0: Welcome to On The Left Side, the funny football show. I'm Jim. If you like this show, please remember to click subscribe and also to leave us a review however you listen to your podcasts. But now, let's crack on. What was the score? It was five. I've been in the back there trying to look at this VAR stuff for the last ten minutes. I haven't seen anybody score anything. The Premier League is back and with it the usual inevitabilities that surround the top flight. More massively important clashes than you can shake a stick at, even though it's the first day of the season. Everyone getting overexcited about their team's chances after just 90 minutes of football and Manchester United fans being irrationally angry about stuff. The early pre-season closure of this season's transfer window certainly added a bit of heightened drama to the first day of the season. But with the window's 5pm ending, it also meant that Manchester United couldn't use excuses like the other guy fell asleep or their fax machine was turned off out of hours to blame their lack of deadline day activity on. And instead... ...had to blame Ed Woodward's inability to negotiate anything other than an official lubrication partner. And United do actually have an official lubrication partner, by the way. For most people, people like me for example, United appeared to have a pretty decent transfer window. But when the expectations that some United fans held that the Red Devils would secure a big money final day deal for a big player came to nothing... It even left Pizza Hut scoring points off the club when they tweeted... Hi at Man United, does Ed still want this table booked under big name signing? Or shall we cancel that one as well? Top trolling Pizza Hut, but you might have just talked yourself out of a lucrative sponsorship deal there boys. Because Pizza Hut could have been the ideal partner for Manchester United. Both brands recognised around the world. Both are really bad for you if you consume too much... And I definitely remember both of them being much better in the 90s than they are now. And of course, you might be tempted to add a little Chilean to both, but that's an expensive mistake to make. Really? You're keeping that gagging? All right. In other words, Manchester United and Pizza Hut used to be a Champions League clash against Real Madrid. Now they're more a Thursday night match against a few Latvian farmers. Some fans were so incensed that they'd only made three major new signings, including the world's most expensive centre-back, by the way, that they were cutting all ties with the club forever. Like one United fan on social media, tellingly called Glory Boy, who set his shirt on fire as an act of protest. It's important to add here that the shirt that was being burnt was that questionable pink away kit from last season. And probably setting fire to it is the best thing can happen. But the point is, he's quite angry. He claimed in the video description that he'd be watching this season not as a United fan, but as a neutral. And I have a feeling that that neutrality probably lasted around 65 minutes into the new season. About the same time that United scored their second goal in their 4-0 rout of Chelsea. I imagine Glory Boy was at that point celebrating wildly with a slightly tinged and hastily repaired pink monstrosity around his shoulders. He's had a mare. But not even that act of stupidity was the most embarrassing return to Premier League action in the opening weekend. In fact, it wasn't even Frank Lampard who saw his Chelsea side thrashed by the United team that makes fans that angry. Or even Jack Grealish, whose appearance for Aston Villa as they lost 3-1 to Spurs, meant he's now lost an impressive 19 Premier League games in a row, more than any other player in history. No, the most disastrous return to the Premier League this season goes to VAR, which came crashing in with all the grace and subtlety of Phil Bardsley crashing an Ibiza wedding. If anyone was left with any question marks as to whether video refereeing would be a controversial topic this coming season, then that uncertainty was ended pretty swiftly as West Ham's clash versus Manchester City encountered more pausing, rewinding and slow motion than the time I hired Basic Instinct from a local blockbuster whilst my parents were out. There was a goal ruled out because the stitching on Raheem Sterling's shirt was in an advantageous position, and a penalty that had to be retaken because a player encroached into the box, as well as a load of other things that I'd love to tell you about, but I wasn't able to follow any of what was going on because I was in a busy pub with the sound off and couldn't hear the commentary to explain it, which also meant I couldn't hear the West Ham fans crying at the end of the game. So, not all bad. Suffice to say, everyone around me seemed a little bit upset, and now I know why the VAR officials are holed up in that infamous studio somewhere near Heathrow Airport. It's so they can make a quick getaway when it all inevitably kicks off. I could have written a load of jokes about VAR here, but they wouldn't be nearly as funny as the joke of VAR itself or the level of anger and outrage that the technology seems to be causing. After the match, Twitter went into meltdown about how it was ruining the game. Over 50% of match of the day, I reckon, was spent talking about the decisions that were made. A plague of locusts invaded Premier League HQ, hell froze over, rivers boiled. It was the end of the footballing world. But it also turns out that actually all the decisions that were adjudicated by VAR were judged correctly by the laws of the game. So we can all get angry, we can all shout about it on social media, and we can all say how technology is ruining the game, but begrudgingly, you have to concede that VAR did everything it was intended to do. You know that mate you've got that when you were watching the new Star Wars films would point out all the loopholes in the plot, and how some bits didn't quite tally with the original movies? VAR is that mate. Strictly speaking, they're right, but it still doesn't stop him being a bell end. that's it for this week thank you very much for listening to On the Left Side the funny football show please hit subscribe and please make sure you leave us a review on iTunes if you like what you heard plus you can follow us on Twitter at On the Left Side for a few more bits of football funny before we return next week see you then On the Left Side is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson I love my club. Every match, the manager, every player who's pulled on this shirt. Don't just talk to me about football. Talk to me about my one and only. I love my club, but I don't love them up the road. Listen to daily smart speaker updates for your Premier League team and your team only with Sports Social. Get closer to the club you love. Ignore the ones you don't. Just say Alexa, enable Sports Social and choose your team.